It's time to talk about insults, and it might get ugly. In case you missed it, the world of politics is rife with disrespect. Social media feeds are full of slight slaps and snubs. The world is at war, and most of us are battling inner demons as we speak. Can we at least escape all of this in the business world? Why are we shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to do a little magic trick for you. First, I experience terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things that happen to entrepreneurs everywhere. And then I snap my fingers and I turn those experiences into the best stories, the craziest anecdotes and learning lessons for you to hear. How do I create all that magic? I'm a serial entrepreneur, a coach, and a speaker who runs the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. Is that you? Then join us at FoundingMoms.com. This week, in light of world events and how bananas social media has become, I figured that if there was ever a good time to talk about insults, now would be that time. I'm not talking about that customer is always right crap. I'm talking about business owner to business owner, colleague to colleague, the folks that should be on your side, but decide that they'd rather duke it out instead. If it were up to me, I'd make sure that everyone in every business interaction felt safe, secure, and happy to be interacting with other people. But that's just not the way of things. Because people are, you know, people. I've thought of myself as a very outgoing business person, somebody that presents as cheerful and deeply curious. I've never shied away from being direct with people. I'm always courteous, and I'm mindful that people are human beings with feelings. Even so, the insults that have been hurled at me over the years are too many to recount. Every time it happens to me, I still think that I'm the only person who takes these kinds of hits. I thought I'd share a few of them here with you, because when they happen to you, you're going to think that you're the only one this happens to. Oh, no. Rest assured, you are not the only one. <laughs> there was a time at the very beginning of my career when a male colleague who worked in an office next to mine felt comfortable shouting at me and calling me the B-word periodically. We later found out that he was doing a lot of cocaine, and he felt comfortable calling everyone colorful names. But that certainly didn't feel good hearing it as a young woman in my early 20s. <laughs> Not unlike that guy, there's been a long line of people who felt really comfortable sharing their very honest views about me to me. I'm still not sure whether it's because I'd become a public figure on the internet or simply because I was friendly and open and put myself out there. But over the years, I've met more than my fair share of women who feel comfortable calling me crazy. I've been called crazy to my face a lot. Maybe it's the patterned leggings that I feel comfortable wearing to speaking gigs. Maybe it's the fact that I'm a confident person who speaks her mind which can intimidate people less secure than I am. But once you start hearing an insult often enough, you start to believe it. How could that many people call me the same thing 
and it not be true? Here's how I've dealt with it. I've started to thank people for calling me crazy. I redefined the word to mean bold. After a lot of years and even more inner workouts, it took me a lot to realize that it was entirely projection on their part, that it wasn't me. When I send a friendly email invitation to a woman that I think might be a fit for a program I'm running, every so often, I don't hear back. When I don't, I do what any sane business person might do and follow up. And every so often, I'll get a response from that woman yelling at me. Some of these women will remind me that it's illegal to send emails to people who've unsubscribed from mailing lists. Others will threaten legal action since she doesn't see an unsubscribe button at the bottom of the email thinking it's a newsletter when it's not. Some women just yell at me that I need to stop bothering them. Here's how I've dealt with it. While I've always known that some people have a bad day and take it out on the people in their inbox, or others forget to drink their coffee, or take their meds, or just don't have a filter for what's actually going on in their minds, I've stopped taking it personally. It's a tough one. As someone who only ever wants to do good and support people, not everyone wants that support. It's hard to remember that. Is it a good thing that this has happened enough times that I've been trained out of taking it personally? I really don't know. There's an online directory for working women built to connect with one another. The company that created it encourages everyone everywhere to explore and connect with the women that are listed. Even in the banner across the directory's landing page, it says, please feel free to reach out to those listed because that's what it's here for. So I did. Weeks later, the woman who'd launched the directory took it upon herself to contact me and every person on my team and threatened all of us with legal action if I didn't stop connecting with people in her membership directory. Here's how I dealt with it. I stopped contacting people in her directory. So she knew that I was the founder of a business in her industry and she was threatened by my exploration of her business. At least, that's my best guess. I still have no other idea as to why she got so up in arms with me. She wanted to shove me off her turf, or maybe start a turf war? I don't know. I feel really sad about this one, though. We both still run businesses in the same industry, and we continue to come across one another. It's sad that she chose the reactive route rather than choosing to work together. I've already shared with you about the time that an investor ghosted me in the episode aptly titled The Ghost Story, as well as plenty of other surprising moments as a founder in a world full of moody or territorial or offended people. All of that's to say, people insulting people in business is not the business I want to be in. When it happens, it's always a shock to me. It's not the way that I conduct business, and I don't understand why others feel it's ever okay to conduct themselves that way. Well, it's not really for me to understand, and it's not for you to figure out either. As long as you know that you're not the only one experiencing crossed wires and misunderstandings, we're gonna be okay. There's always a panic that once people you know might find out about perceived grievances someone has about you, that it'll ruin your reputation. Or worse, 
it'll bring down your business. That's why people fight back in the ways that they do, even if the accuser is in the wrong. I highly recommend that you reach out to someone else when this kind of thing happens to you. It takes someone else's perspective to course correct your own thinking. They'll be able to confirm for you what you know to be true, that it's them, it's not you. You don't call, you don't write, why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message there. That way I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to the haters, the meanies, the people who haven't had their coffee yet, Aaron Rice and Lindsay Obermeyer for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.